You are listening to the Unity Now podcast featuring the Reverend Sean Birch, the pastor of Spirit of Unity Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. In this podcast, you will hear powerful messages from Pastor Birch and other ministers that tell of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. These messages will inspire, challenge, and help you grow in your relationship with God. I hope you're ready. I know I am. Let's be blessed by today's message. Good morning, Spirit of Unity, church family, Facebook viewers, partners. God is good and worthy to be praised. Today, I want to share a sermon that I have preached before at a Lenten revival. And I want to be able to share this message with you today because it will go in concert with next week's lesson or sermon. The text will be coming from Acts, the third chapter, verses one through seven. The word reads like this. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon. And a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the beautiful gate so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. He fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. The sermon message I want to leave with you all this morning is entitled At the Gate. Friends, I am deeply perplexed and puzzled because we live in one of the greatest and richest countries in the world. Yet at the beautiful gates of our national and non-national institutions, people are suffering every single day. Compared to other countries, we have beautiful highway infrastructures, architectural delights staged throughout our nation, businesses to seek employment, financial institutions to keep money and make investments, beautiful homes nestled in our very own Roanoke Valley, Virginia. Schools of higher education, restaurants with amazing cuisines, hospitals which provide access to top-notch health care, beautiful church buildings planted throughout our various communities. However, Saints of God, there are people in the United States right now who are still afflicted and aggrieved at the gates of these institutions begging for some help. We have individuals at the gates of these institutions enfeebled by homelessness, weakened by hunger, fatigued from injustice, mentally and physically exhausted from increased gun violence in our region, just plain tired of the ugliness of systemic racism throughout our society, suffering from physical ailments without access to adequate and affordable health care, 
We even have some in our populace who are spiritually lame and they are sitting in the shadows of these beautiful gates being passed by, ignored and disregarded. My family, there are some individuals who are in positions of power to help people at the gate, but for whatever reason, are content looking out of the carved windows of their immaculate buildings, watching the marginalized, ostracized, and disenfranchised suffer at the gates. They have watched children being caged in detention centers, separated from their families. They have and are watching black people being treated like lesser beings. Black people are gunned down and choked to death while hateful white nationalist shooters were arrested without being fatally shot. Therefore, at the gate, I hear mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, nannies, and pop-pops crying out for justice. At the gate, the helpless and poor is hoping for some help. In other words, they are not looking for a hand out. They're looking for a hand up. At the gate, the sick are holding out for inexpensive health care. At the gate, I hear people using their voices to fight against the negative realities of gentrification. There are times when people are left suffering at the gate. And in times like these, this text teaches us that God will help those at the gate. Yes, God will help you like he has helped many of us in our lives. In the text today, Peter and John are making their way to the temple for prayer and encounter a crippled beggar who has carried and laid down at the beautiful gate every day for close to 40 years of his life. According to this pericope or scripture text, we don't even know this man's name. All we know is that he had no power in his lower extremities since birth. And other scholars would further suggest that he could not move his legs while he was in his mother's womb. This man was at the gate. He could not walk. He could not work. He is at the gate of a religious institution searching for some help for nearly 40 years, and yet we find him in the same condition of lameness. In other words, saints of God, no priests, no Pharisees, no Sadducees, no religious leaders, no preacher, no deacons, no deaconess in the temple bothered to give him any attention. They didn't even bother to pray for him or actively help him. First, I would like to address the fact that Peter and John gave the man some attention at the gate. I know we're not in church, but if you're next to a loved one, just turn to your loved one, turn to someone and say attention. attention. The text says it like this in verse four. Peter looked intently at him as did John. This lame man was dropped off at the beautiful gate once again. And day after day, he was seeking charity from people entering the temple. 
Now, I must confess, saints of God, that I used to scrutinize the people for leaving the man at the gate and just walking off. But my tone changed once I discovered what the word gate meant in the Greek. The Greek word for gate is thura, which means entrance, but also metaphorically means an opportunity. Might I recommend this morning that the gate is not a customary spot where people are begging, but the gate is a customary spot where people go for an opportunity. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life and I I, I trust in your life where you are looking for an opportunity for someone to help you out. And I just want to let you know today that God has the power to always help you out. Peter and John paid attention to the man's location and and they paid attention to his situation. Therefore, I believe with every fiber in my being that Peter and John saw an opportunity at the gate for the power of Christ to heal this beggar's debilitation. We have people in the Roanoke Valley who are at the gate hoping for someone to pay attention to their communal issues. The acting principal, teachers, staff, and students at Lucy Addison Middle School, for example, are at the gate yearning for an opportunity to restore their school and hope that people will look intently at their needs and not only just look at the needs, but provide them with some help and support because there are opportunities to make a difference and place that school back on a path of healing. We can make a difference by just taking the opportunity to pay attention to the issues of other people instead of judging people and judging institutions. You don't know what's going on until you ask questions and look intently at the situation in order to do something. After we give attention to those at the gate, then we must make petition. Once again, if you're next to your loved one, just turn to him and say, make a petition. To the divine on behalf of people who need an opportunity to have a better quality of life. The scripture says it like this in verse six. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. So so we quickly notice that Peter and John address the fact that they do not have any money for this man. However, They make petition, they're making a request on the crippled man's behalf for something far more valuable than earthly coins. They called upon the power of Jesus Christ to fulfill an opportunity for his legs and ankles and feet to be awakened so he can live his life. 
In other words, people are hurting and want to be awakened and receive power to live better, to walk in a society of equality and live in safe neighborhoods. The text encourages us to meet the marginalized, victimized, and the alienated at the gate and make petition for their real needs in the name that is above every name. That name is not your mama. That name is not your daddy's name. That name is not the president's name. That name is not any of the senators or the congressmen or women's name, but the only name that's above every name that has the power to change your situation and uplift you from hard times is Jesus Christ. Finally, when we deeply pay attention to the people's situation, go to the gates and make petition on their behalf, Now we must respond with action at the gate. Once again, turn to your neighbor, turn to your loved one, turn to your mama, your daddy. Go ahead and turn to your husband and wife and tell them we need some action. action. The scripture text says it like this in verse seven. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Peter and John did what Reverend Melton Johnson encouraged us to do long ago at the former First Baptist Church, Amsterdam, and that is to meet prayer with practicality. Peter and John took the crippled man and raised him up. They prayed about the need and through the power of Jesus Christ, actively met the need. They participated in helping this man out. Look, people are hoping that we faithfully meet the need at the gate. Just don't stand there and look at people while they're hurting. Just don't stand there and and just watch them suffering. Don't walk by those that need a hand up. William McDonald put it like this. We must do what we can do. Then God will do what we cannot do. So, Spirit of Unity, partners, family, friends, I am reminded of this scripture text or the scripture verse in Matthew, the 17th chapter, the 20th verse that says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. There are people at the gate who know that some mountains need to be moved in their lives and in their community and frankly in this country and world. And with the faith of a mustard seed, we can trust that God will meet us at the gate and cosmically move mountains from here to there. I know that Some people are freaked out about the coronavirus, but God is bigger than the coronavirus. And I testify today and I I believe in the name of Jesus that if you approach this situation like any other situation with the faith of a mustard grain seed, I believe that God can move corona from here to there. 
God can move your financial situations from here to there. God can move your marriages from here to there. If at the gate, if you're struggling, God can take your struggles and your suffering and help you move them from here to there. There's nothing impossible for our God. God looked intently while we struggled at the gate. So God sends God's only begotten son who prayed for us. Jesus actively met our needs by sacrificing his life and rose up on the third day claiming all power in his hands. And because Jesus lives, we can use our mustard seed faith at the gate to move mountains from here to there. We can keep our unity at our church from here to there. We can continue to do what thus saith the Lord even during the pandemic. We can be kind and and loving to each other. In the name of Jesus, I declare right now that people will consider each other in these hard times. I trust that God will infiltrate your hearts and be able to help us to remember those that are less of thee and be able to share supplies and food or just leave something for someone else at the grocery store. I believe today that our almighty God will meet us at the gate when no one else will. But I'd like to take a moment to thank God for others that meet people at the gate every single day in Roanoke, Virginia. For example, Tiffany Jordan, a wonderful young woman who, who fights and speaks on behalf of her community while people are at the gate struggling and frustrated with certain types of, 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 of proposals that come their way. And because we have unique individuals like her, other people are emboldened to speak up as well. We have individuals like Ryan Bell who, who set up social media platforms uh, on Facebook for black fathers uh, to have a platform to ask questions and lean on each other when fathers are at the gate needing help, needing guidance, and needing advice. And so I encourage all of us to be like Peter and John and don't walk by those uh, that are at the gate that are asking for some help. Uh, but in whatever way, you might not have a lot of money but you have intelligence that God is giving you. You have information that God is giving you. You have a spirit of motivation to motivate somebody to do better. So remember, there are many people at the gate. Join us to help those at the gate because at one point we were at the gate. And if we're honest, we're still at the gate. But glory be to God. He's touched our hearts to see the hurting and suffering and try to help them the best way we can through faith, power, and love. God bless you. This is my message. Let us pray. Sovereign God, we thank you for this message. We thank you for being at the gate when no one else wants to be there. However, God, we also want to thank you for those that are courageously every single day in our communities at the gate of various institutions trying to create pathways to help us to live better, think intently about things to make a difference in our communities and in our schools and in our households. Lord, 
help us to meet people at the gate if they're hurting. Even though some churches have closed and some churches have remained open, God continued to inspire us to meet those at the gate and still do the work because church is not a building. Church is individuals working together to improve and help their community and share the wonderful and powerful word of the Lord. We thank you for your help and your assistance. Continue to breathe on us in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for joining us this morning. I hope this word was meaningful and impactful to you. Remember to tune in with us next week because next week, today, we talked about at the gate. God reveals to me that we need to meet people at the gate, but we learn that miracles happen at the gate, that people can get the help they need. The moment they get the help next week, the sermon title is going to be inside the gate. Oh, there's going to be a word and we're going to have a great discussion about what happens when people are getting the hand up that they truly need. God bless you. I love you. Till we meet again.